Hey everyone, it's Allison here with New Little Life. I'm an internationally board certified lactation counselor, a nurse, a doula, and a mom of three little boys. Here on the New Little Life podcast, we'll talk with real moms about their breastfeeding experience, the good parts and the bad, and share real and practical advice about breastfeeding. Connect with and learn from other moms and professionals to help you meet your breastfeeding goals. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the New Little Life podcast. Today's interview is with Carrie. Carrie is a mom of four little ones, including a set of twins. And if that wasn't enough, being a twin mom, she is also an RN, a psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner, and an IBCLC. She has become a close friend very quickly, as you'll hear us talk about a little bit in this interview. And I was so happy to interview someone who was so willing to talk about the real and raw and hard parts about being a mom and for her, especially being a twin mom. Now, it doesn't really matter if you're expecting one baby, twins, triplets, if you're a first-time mom or you already have a lot of kids at home, the things we talk about in this interview today are things that every mom needs to hear. So today, talking with her was a real treat for me and I know that you won't be disappointed either. Really quick before we jump into the interview, There are several helpful links for you down in the show notes, including some twin mom suggestions from Carrie. We actually forgot to talk about some of the twin products that are helpful because the conversation just got so good. So those are down there along with a link for my online breastfeeding course and a link to Patreon so you can support this podcast and hear more. So let's jump right in. Here's Carrie. All right. I'm so excited to dive into this today. I've got my good friend Carrie here with me. Actually, we haven't known each other that long, but this Feels is my like favorite it. thing about the military. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that you just like meet someone and you're like, okay, we're best friends now. Yes. So. <laughs> I feel the same way. Right. Oh, all right. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Um, can you start and tell us just a little bit about yourself, your family, uh, your background, stuff like that? That'd be great. Of course. So uh, uh, like you, I'm living in Belgium with my family and four small children. I have a six-year-old, a four-year-old, and twin 18-month-olds. And uh, my background, I am a NICU nurse, um, lactation consultant, and psychiatric nurse practitioner. Wow, that's impressive. (laughs) (laughs) Most importantly, I'm a mom and um, really excited to talk about our story. Yeah, that's great. All right. So I would love to know today, I think we're going to talk a lot about twin mom life and breastfeeding and stuff, but can you start and give us a, a little idea of how your first one went breastfeeding? The second one, um, were you already an IBCLC? No. Before you had your first one? Okay. So no. did you do anything to prepare? Like, why yeah. did you decide to breastfeed? Let's start with your first. Okay. So um, to be honest with you, I don't think it was even a decision to breastfeed. I felt like just compelled to do it. It was something that I wanted to do and didn't realize how hard it would be. I'd counseled moms, you know, not professionally, but from working in the NICU, just did my best to support them and thought, oh, this doesn't seem so hard. And then comes Emmy six years ago, and it was so challenging. And the reason I became a lactation consultant Um, we had problems with our latch. We had a tongue tie. It felt like everything that could go wrong went wrong. And then Julian came along, had a tongue tie, but I felt more prepared. And I think just 
by the nature of having your second child, you feel, you know, more prepared or, or maybe your expectations just change. And then the twins come and then that the twins are a whole nother ball game. So I'm so happy to share our experience because again, by this point, you know, having the twins, I'd have, you know, I've been a lactation consultant for five years, feel like I have a really good handle on breastfeeding and it's still hard. It's still hard. So it, you know, it makes me a better uh, nurse, uh, lactation consultant, mom peer to be able to uh, tell moms that even with oodles of experience, I still struggled. Yeah. Oh, so I didn't realize that your older two both had tongue ties. Did you end up getting those revised? So uh, with my first, I did not. Um, And then, you know, often they'll say, well, the only implications of tongue tie are are difficult breastfeeding. Well, the only implication, it's a huge implication, right? And so, but we we had struggles with um, feeding. We had struggles, like solid food. We had struggles with um, speech therapy. She was in speech therapy for two years. And then, so my second came along and I said, well, that will be the first thing I assess for is the tongue tie. So we had the tongue tie revised within the first month of life uh, after birth. And then same with the twins. They were both, they were both revised um, soon after birth. Oh, they both had tongue ties as well. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I'm like, this confirms, we know that this is a genetic uh, thing. (laughs) Right. Four. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So can you tell me, I don't even know where to start with twins. It's one of those things like, I don't even know what I don't know. So you found out you're having twins. (laughs) I got to feed these babies. Right. Well, let's back up and talk about the uh, the big reveal. So I was having yes. one baby. I was working postpartum. Uh, I was working postpartum as a lactation consultant in the hospital. So all my friends are labor and delivery nurses. And they're all telling me, Carrie, you are having twins at like 13 weeks. You look, your belly is, and I'm like, guys, easy does it. Like I, it's my third baby. Come on. I'm going to show, cut me some slack, but right. So, so I had two ultrasounds, one baby. So the 20 week ultrasound surprise, you're having twins. No kidding. Yeah. Seriously. Yes. Yes. Seriously. So it was, um, it was a bit of a shock. So I had to kind of Nick and I, my husband and I had to readjust everything, including buying a minivan, which I should send you the video for that. It's quite funny. I was yeah. The buying the minivan video? Buy, buying the minivan video. Yeah. Because <laughs> it was, I, you know, I yeah. handled it well. I, I found out we were having the twins. It was just shock. And then it was, wow, this is such an honor. This is so cool. Yeah. Nick thought differently. He was really sure. overwhelmed. <laughs> well, yeah. He, he the logistics of that just yeah. kind of, yeah. Yeah. Especially, mm-hmm. you know, how are we going to pay for it? And so then the, the van, I was doing fine. And then at 33 weeks, we got our van and it hit me when I looked in that back seat and I'm like, this is my life. I'll be driving around these four kids, picking them up, dropping them off, doing this by myself. How am I going to do it? And it was like tears, just tears. But, but anyways, yeah. Talking about twins. I, so at that appointment, um, as a lactation consultant, that was one of my first thoughts was how am I going to, can I breastfeed twins? Can I do it? Because the truth be told in my five years as a lactation consultant prior, I hadn't counseled a lot of twin mommies. I really hadn't, you know, in the hospital, my breadth of knowledge for twins was, you know, have one baby latch first and get them, get their latch good. Um, and then 
teach the other one independently so that you're being, you're able to focus on, on one before you try to tandem feed them. That makes sense. Um, so once I had them, we had a awesome vaginal delivery and, um, they came out skin to skin and they both breastfed right away. Tandem. At the same time? Yes. Wow. It was wonderful. And I'm thinking, oh, this is, this is, of course, now all my experience. I got is this. Going, yeah. Yeah. All my experience <laughs> now is going to just, you know, I, I got this. And, um, you know, we got sent home from the hospital. We didn't have any, we didn't have a NICU stay. There was no um, hypoglycemia or sugar issues, no bilirubin issues. Um, so we made it out of the hospital and life with twins is a whole nother beast. It was uh, figuring out how to sleep, uh, how to, you know, if Nick and I were going to take shifts because they have different schedules, they're, they're, they're siblings, you know, they're not the same baby. So they would wake at different times. And um, we, we know just having singletons, how little sleep you get. So yeah. you can only imagine when one wakes up right after the other falls asleep. So um, it was a bit of an adjustment for sure uh, in the early days. Um, and then our real struggle came, uh, our daughter, Indy, she had something called torticollis and basically her neck was scrunched up and it was from malpositioning in utero, just a bad, a bad position. She got the shoddy end of the deal being in utero. She was kind of pushed up. Not a lot of room when there's two in there. Yeah. Into ribs. And, you know, she just wasn't comfortable. So she came out with a, 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 a uncomfortable neck. Um, so it made breastfeeding a real challenge. She dropped a lot of weight. Um, so we had to, I thought we had to introduce some, um, some milk, some pumped milk. And then once she developed a bottle preference, it was really hard getting her back to the breast. So what made the most sense for our family was to breastfeed Miles. He was a strong nurser, my son, and okay. I pumped for one year with Indy. Wow. While you're, bre- while yes. you're still breastfeeding. Oh, yeah. Okay. So how, what that looked like was I would breastfeed miles on one side and I would simultaneously pump for Indy on the other side. I used a Haka in the early days and that worked really well. Um, I could collect, this is once my milk was pretty well established at like two or three weeks. Um, I could collect three or four ounces from that silicone Haka. Sure. And it was, a, it was really a game changer. And I thought, well, well I can continue to do this. And then it stopped working as well. And that's when I had to start pumping with my Spectra um, and actually tried every single pump because I wanted to maximize, you know, it was a lot of effort and I wanted yeah. to get the most bang for my buck. So I tried hospital grade pumps and ultimately decided that the Spectra was the best pump for me. So, um, you know, after the Haka stopped working, I would feed miles on one side and I would pump on the other. And then right after feeding miles, I would I would, or my husband would feed Indy. So that was the situation for, 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 for a year. And for the first seven months I was pumping through the night as well, which was a huge commitment. And looking back, I don't, I don't know how I did it. Um, but you, you know, just we, do when you're do. in the moment, you just do it, you know, and yeah. it's just, Oh, so then the other feeding, would you switch sides? Would you put yes. miles on the other side and then pump yep. the other exactly. one? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Um, and then, you know, and then just like all things, I would get lazy or call it creative. I would, you know, I'd feed miles from one side and then I'd wait a half hour and pump from both breasts, you know, so I wasn't, I wasn't attached to the pump while miles was feeding. I could just get a good, like if I was 
putting Miles to bed and I didn't want to bring my pump upstairs. Just to let you know, I had three pumps going. I had a pump upstairs. I had a pump yeah, downstairs. Sure. <laughs> I had a pump at work. So it was, yeah, it was a lot. And again, looking back, um, I, I had a few lactation consultant friends that, you know, were worried about my mental health because I think, um, and this isn't clinically as a lactation consultant, but just as a mom, we are so hyper-focused on feeding our babies the way we want to feed them. And so in my mind, I thought, well, I'm giving Miles my, you know, I'm feeding him from my breast. I'm giving him my breast milk. There's no way that I can just give formula to Indy. I have to pump for her. If she can't be close to me feeding, I have to give her my milk. And it was there were several times where I said, I, I just can't do this. I have three, you know, I've got two other big kids to take care of. Um, so I had a lot of lactation consultants and just friends check in and say, are you okay? Is this worth it to you? Um, and, you know, looking back, I really appreciate, I appreciate them checking in because sometimes we get lost in our, you know, I hate to say madness because it's beautiful. We, we are nurturing and loving our children but it's, it's sort of mad, isn't it? Like we, yeah. we have these babies and it's, we're so hyper-focused that we can't get out of the zone. We just are like, this is how I'm going to do it no matter what. And sometimes it's not always the healthiest choice. Um, so I think my, my takeaway for having twins is balance your life as best you can, whether it's your first babies or your last two babies, definitely the last two. Definitely. Right. <laughs> but um, is, is to just try to find a balance that works for you. Can you breastfeed twins? Absolutely. Exclusively? Absolutely. Um, so, you know, I also found that there wasn't a ton of information on breastfeeding twins. Um, yeah. So, Allison, maybe something for you to explore down the road with all your experience. Yeah, maybe or... I'll become an expert in twins. And <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. So, oh my gosh, there's just so much. I, I'm trying to imagine this schedule of keeping up. Did you ever end up with extra milk like that you could freeze or were you just like making, just you know, enough. your daughter's getting the fresh milk and then the next feed you're doing it again? Yeah. So in the, in the early days, um, when I say early days, I mean the first couple of months I was able to bank because she was still feeding from the breast for the first two months. Like she, she would, she would feed and then I would, I would compliment her with, you know, two ounces of, of pump milk. So we, we did get to experience breastfeeding. It just, we were always worried about her weight. We were always worried about her latch and her neck. Um, and so again, that's, that was our decision to just exclusively, well, and I, she made the decision ultimately when she just developed that bottle preference. Um, so in the early days, yes, I did have uh, extra because I would feed both of them. And then a half hour after I would pump both breasts. Um, and you know, it maybe, maybe three or four extra frozen bags, but it was never like I had a abundant supply. So it, it did feel like I was pumping for the next feed or that feed. Um, yeah. like I was, I was maybe one ahead of myself. So, um, again, super stressful when you don't have a bottle ready for a crying baby. <laughs> Yeah. And she wouldn't take the breast at all. She, 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 no. So after that first two months or so. Yeah. I would say after that first month and a half, two months tops, uh, she would, she would get on the breast with a very weak latch and, um, and then cry. So we tried everything to get her back to the breast. Um, we tried syringe feeding. We tried the SNS. 
Um, we tried some, we tried a honeymoon where my husband was kind enough to watch all the other kids. And I just basically stayed in bed with Indy to try to get her, you know, played skin to skin with her. Um, and again, as a lactation consultant, I, I remember being really inspired by, um, a consultant in Virginia who is really, um, I mean, just a guru. She's wonderful. And she, she told me, she's like, we're going to get, we're going to get Indy back to the breast. Um, but not at the expense of your mind, you know, so let me try these things. And if it doesn't work, I think your plan is just fine. And so we tried all of these, you know, all these things and, um, it, it, it didn't, it didn't seem to go as planned. So we pivoted and, and went down a different route, but, um, I can say, yeah, the very early days too, um, using that Haka, uh, that was really helpful. And, um, the Spectra pump we absolutely loved. I love Spectra too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I did the um, hospital grade Medela. Uh, what is the hospital grade Medela Symphony? And oh yeah, you like the Spectra better than that one? Yes, yes. Yeah. And and all of our NICU moms. I mean, out of all the places I've worked, that was the pump that most of our NICU moms responded well, responded best to. But you know, again, the takeaway is this: is that when I tried, I rented, I rented. Um, all sorts of pumps I've never heard of. And I'll talk to you offline about them, wondering if you've ever heard of, of some of these. And uh, it came back to the Spectra being my favorite. But again, just kind of affirms that your body responds to different pumps. You know, yeah. everybody's different. So what works mm-hmm. for you? And that's true for all things parenting, right? Like what yeah. <laughs> works what works for you is not going to work for your best friend or your neighbor. It's It's so a lot of it is just following your intuition and, and just doing the best you can. That's motherhood in a, in a nutshell right there. Just yeah. for one pivoting when stuff's not working Yeah, and just, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So this is kind of an intimate question, but do you feel like your attachment to these babies is a little bit different? That's a wonderful question. One was at the breast and one was not. Yes. That's such a good question. I'm so happy you asked it because I think, um, I think that's a question people would probably shy away from. And I think it's so important to talk about. Um, yes, yes. Our relationship was different and I had to do things to, um, I guess, enhance the attachment between Andy and I, um, it felt very tasky with Indy. I had to, I had to do this pumping and I had to bottle feed her and I had to track her weight that the bonding was second to all of that, you know, and I, I hate to admit that, but that's what it felt like. And with miles, it was that blissful oxytocin release every time he fed. And, you know, I would look into his eyes and, and it was, it was the breastfeeding experience you, everyone always imagines. So with Indy, I was aware, very aware that we were not connected um, like Miles and I were. And, you know, I would say things to my husband and again, hard to admit, but I'd say things to my husband, like she just doesn't love me. She's, she's not attached to me. It's like a natural feeling. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So um, we did a lot of baby wearing. Um, We did baby wearing skin to skin in a wrap and it was super helpful. I wouldn't say it was something like, that changed overnight. Our relationship still to this day at 18 months is, is developing. Um, and it has definitely been more of a challenge, um, to bond with her. And so, 
Um, I think real talk is important and knowing that you are no less of a mom, whether it's twins or oh my goodness, triplets <laughs> or, Ooh, or singleton, yeah. you know, the bond bonding doesn't always come the moment they're born and um, just recognizing that and then doing things to enhance, like, you know, like I said, baby wearing, I think was probably the, the best tip I got from one of my lactation friends um, doing a lot of skin to skin and just knowing that it's normal and knowing that um, over time your bond will be strengthened. Yeah. I, that's one of the, the most common responses when I ask moms, what was the best part of breastfeeding is that bond and that time you get with your baby. And I think that the difference might've been extra poignant for you because you have two babies that you're looking at side by side, you know, singleton moms, if you're pumping and feeding your baby, you might not notice as much that the bond yeah. is different, but where you're having two and you're, that's you don't a, compare your kids, you know, yeah, but, but that's a they're great in point. the same stage. I could see where that would be extra, um, extra aware yes. for you to be of this difference in a relationship. And I know you love all of your kids. And so it's hard for moms to talk about some of these ickier yes. things. Yes. Like it might seem like you don't love them as much, but every mom knows that you do, but right. I, I appreciate you opening up a little bit yeah, about uh, that because it's a thing other moms experience too, I think. Yeah. I appreciate you asking the question. Yeah. And again, you know, at 18 months, we're still working on our, our, our relationship and bonding. Um, and, you know, this is also important to know that with twins, my husband stepped up so much. I feel like with the singletons, I um, was sort of territorial. I was breastfeeding them. I was diapering them. I was do- kind of doing the whole, um, you know, fourth trimester by myself. I was I was doing it all uh, willingly, wanting I wanted to yeah. do it all. And um, with the twins from the from the day they were born, when we changed diapers, he changed Indy. When Indy had to feed, he would, and he was available, he would feed Indy. When we slept and w- woke up, he would feed Indy. So of course the, the bond is, is going to be different. Um, but so grateful for, I, I couldn't imagine, um, I couldn't imagine doing this without a supportive person by my side. Yeah. On that same note, do you mind talking a little bit about what your nighttime routine looks like? I don't, I'm sure it takes two people to yes. manage two babies at night. Yes. And stuff is just harder when the sun is down. I mm-hmm. I know with one, it's that way. So yeah. what did your night look like? Yeah. So remember, we have the two older kids too. Yeah. So I think the hardest, uh, the hardest thing about having twins is feeling so divided and not able to give the attention that we think they need to them. And so at night it was the same. Uh, we have our daughter and our son, our six and our four-year-old sharing a room. And you know how it goes as parents. Someone always ends up either in your room, in your bed, asking for water. Um, so we initially tried to all, my husband and the twins and I tried to sleep in one room. And we quickly realized that they are very different babies. And um, personally, we just made a choice that we wanted them to be different babies. We didn't want them on the same schedule. Uh, I know a lot of twin moms um, out of sanity will, will, will have or kind of train their babies to be on the same schedule. And I think that that's really um, an individual choice. So uh, it, it worked for us to let them feed on demand when they wanted. Um, so once 
Andy was exclusively bottle fed again around that two month mark. Um, I would sleep in bed with, or I would sleep next to Miles in my room. And my husband would sleep. This sounds so weird saying it out loud. <laughs> but right, this, no. again, real talk. This is real life. Yeah. yeah. And then Nick, my husband would sleep with Andy in, in her room or in, in the nursery. And um, every three hours, he would come and collect my milk off my nightstand. And he would feed her the bottle. Um, so that was the early the early days, I would say for the first, you know, 10 months or so. And then um, we were getting ready to move here to Belgium. And we tried to put them in the same room. I said, Okay, enough's enough. Let's, yeah, let's get back into bed together. Let's cuddle up. Sure. <laughs> and um, it didn't work. We tried for a while, it really didn't work. They were up all night. We were up all night. So again, to my point before, doing what works, and it's not going to be your version that you had in your head because I had this vision that they would be sleeping in the same crib and they'd be the on the cute same photos schedule. and they're holding hands yes, and yes. they're like oh, twins. <laughs> yeah. And then that I would, you know, that I'd get them on a schedule. And this was, that was not something I had planned on. I, you know, I have two other children. I need to get them on a schedule. This wasn't anything clinical that I said, well, the evidence shows that we should get them you know, we should, we should let them be individuals. No, this was me saying, this makes the most sense to us. Like, why am I going to try to feed Indy when she's not hungry? It's just a disaster. So it was really hard for the first seven months. And I know that that's a long time, but something happened at seven months where I accepted everything. I accepted the the fact that we weren't bonded as well. I accepted the fact that I was pumping my breast milk and wasn't feeding at the breast. I accepted that life was hard, you know, and just, I don't know if it got easier or if just my, my frame of mind shifted in a way where it just felt doable because before that it felt every moment always felt like I'm okay right now. But if one thing goes wrong, if I have one child who wakes up, you know, puking in the middle of the night, I'm going to fold. Um, So, but you get through it just, just, we, I mean, we all know if you've, had a baby before. Um, it really doesn't matter if it's twins or a singleton. It's it's just hard, and some days are better than others. And um, and you do you get through it. And now at eighteen months, I can honestly say, in some ways, it's easier than having a singleton. You know, there um, Miles is still breastfeeding. Indy is uh, eating all sorts of stuff, ribs and <laughs> chicken, and um, and and she loves her food and she loves drinking from her big girl cup now. And, um, it's just amazing to, to share this story. And I appreciate being able to share the story. Um, cause it's been a while since I, since I talked about those early days. Yeah. And those are the, those are the parts, like you said, early days, seven months really mm-hmm. for you until things kind of got into a groove. And I think having realistic expectations for other moms is a, a great thing. It's okay. If you feel like this, other moms feel like this too. You're not alone. Right. And Man, did you ever struggle? Another intimate question for you, but um, did you ever struggle with uh, postpartum depression with any of your kiddos, or do you feel like you had a harder time balancing your emotions with twins versus with singles? I mean, I know it was kids number three and four, which also mm-hmm. plays a part. I'm feeling that right now with the amount of kids in the yes. home. <laughs> yes. But do you feel like it was any harder mentally to kind of do that? Yeah. Thanks again for asking that. Yes, um, I did, and I do. 
I do struggle with postpartum anxiety, um, which uh, comes across as anger. So I get really angry really easier, more easily and, you know, sought help early on because I, I did recognize that this was more than just uh, adjusting to life with twins, that it was something inside of me that I couldn't shake. You know, it was something that um, I couldn't, I was out of control emotionally and, um, and sought help. And thankfully I, I do feel like myself again. And, um, as far as depression, I felt like my mood in the early days was low, but it was really that postpartum anxiety where I just kind of constantly, my mind was constantly running and I was thinking 25 steps ahead all the time, which is exhausting. And I know all moms worry but it wasn't just your average worry. Like, are my baby getting enough? Am I doing a good job? It was worrying about things that were completely out of my control um, constantly where it was affecting my sleep. It was affecting my relationship with my husband. I, um, I didn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to do the things that I used to want to do. Um, so I guess that's a bit of depression as well, all in the same vein, dep- postpartum depression, anxiety, and um, even obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, that's really common um, postpartum and um, something that I think it's really important to kind of read up on before you're in it. So if you're pregnant, even if it's your second, third, fourth child, understanding the signs and symptoms before you're in it and um, being better aware when you start to feel out of control emotionally is so important. Yeah, I I love that. The, um, the postpartum mood disorders kind of do present differently for everybody. Um, I know for me, I mean, you were really vulnerable there just telling us about that. So I'll tell you for me, it it does present more as a depression. Um, but I'm kind of an introvert in general. So that going further inward and just sadness, and I can totally relate. You said something like that. You just didn't feel like yourself. Like it was more than, than your normal core feelings. It was deeper, heavier, um, you know, and that's a classic, I think, feeling for me as well, that this is a postpartum hormonal issue and I need help. So right. I need to talk to someone or medication or something to get me out of this postpartum little rut that I'm in. And it, it's heavier and more than my normal. Yes. So I loved how you kind of described that as well and in a different way. Yeah. So. And, and yeah, thanks for sharing. I think, again, it's just so important that we with your friends, uh, with your lactation consultants, it's, it's real, it's raw. It's, it's not fun to talk about. Um, I wish I didn't have to go through that. I wish my husband and my children didn't have to see me angry. Um, because it does, it does present so different. And, um, I think, yeah, the takeaway there is just, if this is, if you're at night looking at yourself or looking at your day, and, and, and the things that you said and did, and you're like, that's not me. This why, you know, why do I feel like this? It's probably, uh, you know, that shift in your hormones and it's time to talk to someone. Yeah. I always wait too long too. And then I kick myself. It's usually a good friend. I, I actually went into Carrie the other day and was like, I don't have anyone to talk to but tell me if these sound normal feelings or if these are feelings I need help with. And, but that's my third baby mom talking. I did not get help that would have made my life easier with the other two as quickly as I should have. And moms are like super strong and they're like, I can do this. Yes. I don't need help. 
Mm -hmm. I can get through this. And I believe that you can, Mm -hmm. but you could make your life so much easier just by talking to someone if you need to, or getting a little bit of help to kick to the other side. You don't have to endure the hard stuff just to say you did it. Right. There's no badge. There's no badge for surviving this, um, surviving this and, and, and making it through because yeah, of course you will. Of course, you know, your hormones will regulate and shift, but at what price, you know, at what price is it, is it, you know, your relationship with your husband, um, having your children see you like that, which creates toxic stress. And we know now that that's, I mean, even little doses of toxic, we all yell at our children. We all have moments where we're not the best versions of ourselves. So I'm not talking about that, but when day in and day out, you're not yourself, you're not the mommy that they knew, uh, two, three, four months ago. That's scary for little ones. You know, it's scary to see your mom out of control and to snap and to just shut her door and not want to see your artwork. You know, it's, it's when it, when it gets to that point, um, you're not a hero for, for just handling it on your own. Um, you're, you're helping your family by getting help. And someone had mentioned that to me is that you, you're the hero if you help yourself. And, um, you know, either through medication or mindfulness practice or whatever you decide, but being active in your quest to getting yourself back and not shying away from it or pushing it down. And you're right, Allison, you will come out of it. But at what price? Uh, yeah, I, I love what you just said. Thank you yeah. so much. Can you, yeah. as we kind of wrap up, can you tell us I'd like to know what the hardest part of breastfeeding was for you, either with your singletons or your twins. And then I would also like to know the best part. So one of your favorite things about breastfeeding or maybe an experience you had, anything like that. But is there any part that you want to tell mom, like, this was the hardest for me? Yeah. Um, I think certainly having having the twins, breastfeeding them was yeah. the most challenging. <laughs> and the uh, the guilt that went with, not feeling like I was able to breastfeed or have the experience that I should have had or wanted to have with Indy. And those seven months of, of that feeling uh, was probably the hardest part. Um, and again, not seeking help soon enough um, with my postpartum mood disorder. Um, and again, trudging through that alone. And then again, miraculously at seven months when I decided to get help. I, um, really get help. I, um, it just made all the difference in the world. Um, certainly the tongue ties with my singletons was, um, was stressful, but, um, you know, I think it's, I just think it's the mom guilt. that's the hardest part for me, um, because my expectations weren't met in the way that I thought they should be. Um, so, and then the best thing about breastfeeding Um, honestly, it's the bonding. I love breastfeeding at night when it's just the two of us. Um, and you know, I have that alone time in the quiet and I can just look at him and kiss his little furry head and smell him. And, um, so that's by far my favorite part is the nighttime feedings. Um, as strange as it sounds, because I am up all night still. (laughs) Yeah. Nighttime feedings is your favorite part. Uh, (laughs) but it is, it's just, it's just, I think maybe because my day, it's like a circus. It's so loud and I can just appreciate that this is fleeting and that this won't be forever. And that right now he's so little and, um, 
And so, yeah, sometimes I think the perspective of it all is knowing that this phase will end. I mean, we've all read those really sad Facebook things where it's like, someday they won't be asking to hold your hand or pick you up when you walk upstairs or, and you're just like, ha, tears, right? Yes. And, but it's true. I think sometimes when you feel like you're in Groundhog Day, which is all of us parents, especially if you have a lot of kids where you're just like taskmaster, that when you slow down and you start to think, wow, this is going to be over soon, enjoy it. I love that. And I think that's perfect. To, I, my next question was going to be like, do you have any advice for new moms? But there you go. <laughs> gosh, I feel like you just nailed that one. Um, it. You're right. The Groundhog Day effect is is so real. real. Mm-hmm. And I think the only, that's been the easiest to enjoy the moment now with my third, which is likely our last as well, because I think it's the last. And it's like, oh, I don't get to do this part again where you start grabbing stuff and eating it or right. we're working on sitting up where before I'm like, okay, like, come on, sit up, hit these yeah. milestones. Like, yeah. let's, but now it's a little like, oh, and I, I wish I would have been a little bit more mindful with my first. Well, you just do what you do. You just do what you what do. You but got at the time, don't you? No more yeah. mom guilt. Yeah. No more mom guilt, ladies. No more mom guilt. Um, And I think telling each other that you're doing a good job, checking in and asking if they're okay. Don't shy away from it. If you, I mean, even if your friend, because I was so put together, um, you know, I, I, well, I wasn't, I was a hot mess under all of it. But I'm like, if I put earrings on and lip gloss and I do school drop off and I've got the babies in a carrier, I can fool everyone. I mean, of course, this was like subconscious. I wasn't thinking like, I have to do this for other people, but maybe in my own psyche, I'm like, okay, I need to, I need to get presentable, you know, because postpartum depression, you think they're in their sweatpants. They look like a hot mess. Their hair is in a messy bun. Not always. So check in with your mommies, even if you think they're doing okay, even if they're an experienced lactation consultant, we all need TLC. We all need to support one another. That's great. I love it when people, you've been great. Can I just tell you, I so appreciate you checking in on me too. Cause I, you know, we're professionals. We've done this. We should know, but mom life is not the same. Yeah. Uh, No, it's it's different and it's, it's hard and it's different. Yeah. And, and you can imagine with all of your knowledge and all of your experience being a doula and being around women that are pregnant and having babies, you think in your head, I've got this, I can handle this. And, and then the reality is, is that nothing prepares you, nothing, all yeah. the experience, all the education, um, it's nothing prepares you. You have no idea what life will look like. And it is yeah. a beautiful life. It really is as busy and messy as it is. So um, yeah, check in on one another and thank you so much for having me. And you have been such a gift to me as well and uh, supporting me on my future endeavors as well. Um, so I really appreciate all your, all your love. Oh, thank you so much. I, I love military friends, especially because you just quit click yes. quickly because you have to. Mm-hmm. And I, some deep relationships can be built very quickly. And I, Allison and I me. were talking, Allison and I were talking months before I moved here. And so when she invited us over for a barbecue, it truly right. Felt like we'd know, like went to college together. hundred percent. Yep. But you know? really, it was the first time we'd ever met. Yeah. But we were already like, oh, how's your kids by name? You know, yes, and yes. Like, <laughs> how are you feeling? Like last time we chatted virtually, like you were like, are you? But yeah. I'm like, this is actually the first time we've ever met face to face. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is wonderful. So fun. Yeah. Uh, 
Carrie, thank you so much. You're busy and you have a lot of going on. And I so appreciate you taking the time to share today. You said some wonderful things. And I think you're really going to help a lot of other moms that are listening that are just maybe just, I hope they have the feeling of me too, or I feel better, you know, having this conversation. So thank you so much for taking the time to, to do this with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. And I think, um, this forum, this way to present other people's story is so important. And thank you for what you're doing. Oh, I appreciate that. You can find a bunch of links from today that we talked about places to find me places to find Carrie down in the show notes, and you can see everything that new little life is doing over on my website, which is newlittlelife.com. So, uh, thanks again, Carrie, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye everybody. Bye.